0: Southeast Radio's morning mix: chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Anyway, Jim, look, you, you, you've done a lot of research on this, and um, you believe there are also very strong voices of concern out there. Can you can you tell us why you are so concerned, please?
1: Well, I suppose, Alan, and good morning, listeners, and yourself, uh, that there's no particular surprise in in some respects that we've ended up with a, a major issue not only locally, but nationally in relation to the whole offshore development. Um, When the government of the day decided that we were going to look for more power from offshore generation, um, it started specifically in the Irish Sea, where there were estimated 250 turbines would be located in the Irish Sea. But the difficulty has been, and it's come to the fore now, The Department of Marine really didn't take the lead or the responsible approach to this in supporting communities, the stakeholders, be it fishing or the seafood industry, because there's an absence of information and data that will guide the applicants for the wind turbine business into the future without actually coming in conflict with the existing industries of the shellfish industry or the the offshore fishing fleet. So it's really uh, a difficult situation that we're now in, that we have a new department at the housing and local government Mm -hmm. trying to deal with this problem, and I suspect they've been given a bit of a hospital pass here by the Department of Marine.
0: Okay, that's a very interesting. That's very interesting, Jim, because that was the issue at the meeting last week, and I was there. I, I failed to understand why the Department of Housing were looking at a situation which is offshore. I mean, you—you are you, listening to you there. You—you've—you've a similar mindset to mine on this.
1: Well, well it is. And look at the Department of Housing and Local Government has the responsibility in relation to planning and planning, even onshore, has got very complex. The difficulty is that there are only a certain number of wind farms that will be generated here, are successful companies. But what has happened because of the inaction of the department, there's a the, the situation now where there's about a 30 applications in for provision of wind farms, uh, and they're all very well, much needed. But nobody has given them guidelines to say, well, uh, if I went in the morning to look for a composite map where all these applications are sitting on our coastline, I can't get one. If you wanted the data or mapping of where the fishing grounds are, it's not available. So each applicant is going into areas that they're going in blindsided, not knowing where they're going to intrude on existing fishing grounds. Now, you've heard it last week. The seafood industry is a very important industry. We're exporting somewhere of the order of 600-800 million euros worth of seafood out of this island nation. Now, we can't afford to put that at risk and we need to allow that industry not only to expand, but to plan for the future. And you and the listeners heard it last week. So, it's a really difficult situation. The only positive thing that's happened in the last couple of weeks is the Department of Housing and Local Government has established a, a working group with the industry to improve would you believe it communications well some would say and i wouldn't disagree that it's about five years too late but it's too important an issue for both industries both the fishing and seafood industry and the offshore and you're going to be dealing with an every day of your programs about the cost of energy and we do have an opportunity but we need to develop a system where all of these
0: can co-locate. I mean, we, we were dealing with, I think, French-Portuguese companies What were mentioned uh, when I was in Kilmore last week. And also, the, uh, I mean, there was a lot of reaction to the package that we put out from the meeting I was there. But in particular, I think it was the fisherman who, who deals in whelk who had to come inshore because of what was happening offshore. Uh, and that was one of the areas there. So I think the, the, the point about communications is a huge one, Jim. <laughs>
1: Well, it is, and I know exactly the problem there in relation to that they're looking at grounds because the data has been given to these companies. In other words, don't go near that area because there's a very productive seed area for our shellfish. But if the data hasn't been provided and every applicant is doing its own thing, the fishermen and the seafood industry are the only ones that are in danger of losing out here so it's not in our interest to let that happen so there needs to be a reconfiguration of communications on this uh, and, and with regard to uh, the companies these companies are going to be providing electricity into our grid and our grid is either going to have excess electricity or not enough but one way or another we're going to have to power this nation because we need to make sure that family homes, businesses, be it farming or otherwise, has electricity, electrical power, and and it was flagged a long time ago uh, that we will have to look at wind farms, solar energy, right. and the offshore industry. But one one thing is what's interesting as well. Yesterday, uh, nine countries in Western Europe have signed up to a deal where offshore energy will deliver. 260 gigawatts. Now, that's a huge capacity. We've only three and a half coming out of the Irish Sea. That that, that is what is going to create the electrical supply into the future. That's by 2050. But it mightn't be a problem for you or me, but we need to get this thing sorted out okay. properly structured so that we, we, we all can
0: live with it. I, I take it you'll be at the public meeting, so as we conclude our chat with you for the moment to get your view on this, and I mean again, just reflecting on the package I brought back from Kilmore Quay last week, none of the fishermen I spoke to was anti-wind farm energy, but they did want much better, better means of communication and they do not want a threat to their livelihoods. That, that is something that came out to me. And also, Absolutely. the MD yeah. of Mar talked about major expansion plans, so he can't jeopardise any of that. So it has to Absolutely. be tackled, and I, I would imagine yeah. there would be a bumper crowd at that meeting where they made a call to the Minister, they made a call to councillors, made a call to Oireachtas members, so I take it you'll be there. So what are you calling for, Jim?
1: Well, I, I am, and I'm, I'm, I, I support this. This is not a surprise, as I said earlier. We need to... Who, the Department that's now looking after us is the Department of, of Housing and Local Government. They need to come forward with proposals to correct... These issues, and by the way, some fishermen have met these companies. In fact, there's a display on this morning in Wexford, and there was one in yesterday morning in Wexford in relation to offshore. So we're going to have these very regular interactions now, uh, and people need to be informed. There is an information deficit as well, but we need. Guidance and direction from the department, be it marine or housing and local government, of what's the best way to deal with this to make sure that we both industries coexist.
0: Southeast Radio's morning mix.
1: Chat, news, and your views.